0: Well, this is Valley Patriot's Puppy Girl, Kate Whitney, and you are listening to Paying Attention with Tom Duggan. <laughs> and Tom Duggan's really sexy. There you go. Wow. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the show. You can't top that. Puppy Girl, Kate Whitney, <laughs> she's going to be. Oh, she didn't mean it. I don't know who cares if she means it. She said it. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following
1: program is closed-captioned for the thinking impaired. By
0: tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> you think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Hey, I Well,
2: I must have
0: I missed having those promos at the beginning of the show They're good But our Chrissy pulled it off
2: It's what I do, it's what I do It's why they pay me the big bucks Well, they pay me bucks
0: (laughs) bucks. I've never really been known for paying people big bucks So nobody was going to believe that anyway (laughs) Oh boy What a weird week
2: Yeah there must have
0: been something in all of that nothing That trapped me like a stone to the floor Alright, I'd go through the whole song, but we've got guests, so Yeah, we got gonna, a busy one We're going to bomb it down Hi, my name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe uh, We have a, a great show today We ha- actually had a great show last week um, We talked about uh, Francisco Urena, a Purple Heart recipient uh, dozens of medals, dozens of decorations He's a hero Marine, served in Afghanistan and Iraq um, Came home, was the veteran services officer for the city of Lawrence Then he was um, tapped by uh, Mayor Menino in Boston to, to head the veteran services office in Boston And then he was tapped by Charlie Baker to be the, veterans, the secretary of veteran services For the Commonwealth of Massachusetts And he was scapegoated He was wrongfully blamed uh, for the deaths of 77, and I said 100 last week because I still think they're fudging the numbers over there. Uh, but that's going to be a, that's going to be another story that we're we're actually uh, working on right now. We actually have some evidence of that. Okay. Um, and uh, and so if you if you normally listen to us on Podbean, Speaker, or all those others, uh, there was a technical glitch. There was another show running under our title. We've fixed that. So if you'd like to go back and listen to part one, because this is going to be kind of part two today um, of the Francisco Urena story. Francisco has. Um, Francisco has uh, resigned. He was forced to resign by Governor Baker, who uh, called him, asked him to come into the office to talk. Actually, his secretary, his his chief of staff called him and said, we need you to uh, come in on Monday. And he came in thinking they were going to go over the problems at the old soldier's home at Holyoke and try and, I don't know, find a way to fix what was going on. And instead, he was met with two of Charlie Baker's flunkies who handed him a pre-written resignation and demanded that he sign it. And from that point forward, uh, Francisco really believed, and I actually really believed, that Charlie Baker was going to make it right, and he never did. He actually went out and he commissioned uh, an investigation by getting Mark Perlstein, who's a political insider and a backer of Charlie Baker, um, and Mark Perlstein gave Charlie Baker the report results that he apparently wanted. Because he blamed Francisco Urena for the deaths of the 77 veterans at our old soldiers home in Holyoke during COVID. Uh, Come to find out, uh, released last week, Linda Campbell, state representative from Methuen, who really did a phenomenal, I can't even say how, how impressed I am with this. Not only did she do a phenomenal job with her report on the legislative investigation from the hearings that they had, but when I read the report, it didn't read like a government report. Like, I didn't have to look anything up. I didn't have to, I didn't have to wonder what I was reading because it had the political doublespeak in it. It was very clear. The, the members of the general public can read this 186-page report, as I did several times, and it will all make sense to you. Like, you won't have to look. There's no, like, political doublespeak, pretty language of politics or any of that crap in there. She did a good job, and what she determined and what they determined in the legislature was that no, no, no. It was not Francisco Urena who was responsible for any of this. In fact, even though Francisco Urena had no legal or statutory obligation to do anything about this because he had no say over the nursing home, he still went above and beyond to try and elevate the concerns of the nursing home superintendent up to the governor. And it was, and it was Mary Lou Sutters, the director of HHS, Health and Human Services, who in th- her office was thwarting him at every effort. And yet he was forced to resign and she still has a job. We're going to see what we can do about that today. Before we get to my guest, I, I, we have a big shout-out to George Nyang from the Utah Jazz. He's a Methuen resident. I always love it when local guys make good. There he is on the right. On the left is our good friend Mike Gorman from TMF, the family dinner for the homeless. Uh, he runs our TMF family dinners for the homeless in Lawrence every Wednesday night. Um, And they're kind of brothers. They grew up together. And um, so I'm not a basketball guy. I don't know a lot about basketball. I'm not a sports guy. Um, But since uh, they made the playoffs, I've been watching all the games And rooting for George because he's a hometown guy. We want him to do well. And they won last night, 126 to 110 over the Memphis Grizzlies. And they are now going, I think, to the semifinals. I think they're going to go up. They're the best. They're rated. I I, I know nothing about basketball, but I looked it up. They're rated the best team in the league right now. They are are considered the team to beat for whatever the – basketball equivalent of the Super Bowl is. I don't know what, what they call that. The, Me neither. Uh, I don't either. I'm from Australia, so,
2: though. I have a reason to say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she has an excuse. I really don't. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. we, have, we have two guests today, uh, and I'm going to get to my sponsors in a minute, but we want to get these this in. We have two guests today. We have John uh, McDonald who's going to be zooming in with us in about 20 minutes. He is a Air Force veteran hero. He's also with veterans, assisting veterans, of which, in full disclosure, I'm an honorary member of, even though I'm not a veteran, um, they asked me to be an honorary member on the board, and I accepted. It was a great honor to, to accept. Um, and he's going to be talking about his petition to uh, uh, his petition for uh, to Charlie Baker demanding an apology for the way he treated our hero veteran and Purple Heart recipient Francisco Urena. But before we get to that, we have another veteran who was very intimately involved and was very intimately involved with. Francisco Urena when he was a VSO here uh, in Lawrence and um, has done tremendous work for the homeless. He's the guy, Randy Carter is the guy, that when we're out feeding the homeless on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, and we find a guy in a tent on the banks of the Merrimack River who's a veteran, I call Randy sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning. He gets in his car, he drives down to the banks of the Merrimack River, climbs down the banks with me, and takes the guy, puts him in his car, gets him to Bedford the next morning, gets him an in intake, and gets him into housing. And so we, you want to talk about a hero. This guy's not just a hero for what he did for our country, going off and, 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 and fighting for us, but then he came back and he continued to help those other men and women who went off and fought for us and try and help them get the benefits they deserve. Randy, are you with us?
1: I am, Tommy, and thank you for that introduction. I appreciate
0: that. It's, it's, it's the only positive thing I'm ever going to say about so
1: I I know that And and, and like I said I really appreciate it Take it while I can And uh, You know And I'm really impressed With your new sports um, Knowledge Update
0: Yeah (laughs) 20 minutes of uh, Sports research Is what I did for that Um,
1: The only thing he knew About sports Was waking up in the morning He thought that was
0: uh, Yeah I thought it was a sport Trying to get to the bathroom In the morning (laughs) When I first got up so, I actually have a hurricane now. I had I was walking around with a cane last week, and now I've got a hurricane. I love those things. I used to laugh when that commercial used to come on TV. Now I'm using one.
1: Does
2: it make you go any faster? It does. It oh, does make you go okay. faster. And, <laughs> okay.
0: and, and less pain, too, which is great. Oh, so, great. Randy's with us. Randy, you know Francisco. You've been involved with him, with helping veterans. I know you've reached out to him a number of times. And I know you've got some thoughts on this. And I know you want to talk about a couple of other things, too. But uh, before we get to some of the other things, um, what what are your thoughts on the way— our friend by, by the way Charlie Baker has treated Francisco Uran a purple hot recipient.
1: Um, I, I, I got to probably agree with you he, he was a scapegoat. Uh he really wasn't in the uh the leadership chain. Um the, the only thing I could say is from the report I read and from what I'm seeing now it was definitely a erroneous uh a bogus report that was handed to the governor and as you said earlier it was a, he was a scapegoat.
0: Yeah, I, I I've talked to a lot of veterans who are really upset about it, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. Uh, the veteran community is really outraged by this.
1: They are. Francisco's been he's been on the he's been boots on the ground since he's been home. Uh, I mean, I I remember when he came back from, I believe it was Afghanistan or Iraq, and he had uh, he was out there with the floods, and he right. was still in his uniform. Just get back to the airport. Right. Right. Um, he's always he's he's People first, and that's a sign of a true leader. Um, he, you know, he, you're only as good as your troops are, so you need to take care of them. Right. That's the way he treats veterans. Uh, they're his troops, and he was taking care of them.
0: Now, I understand that uh, I was talking to Jason Gilbert over at our friends at Clearpath New England for veterans. Clip Path for Veterans New England, I'll get it right. They should shorten that name, by the way. It's a little too too long to remember. Um, and if I can't remember it, no other people are going to remember it. But they they just got a big grant. I was looking. Was it like $460,000 or something like that? It was uh, $420,000. It's the uh,
1: HVRP grant, which basically is going to help veterans. It's a veterans reentry program, homeless mm-hmm. veteran reentry program. And what this grant is going to do, it's going to assist veterans Um who are homeless or are going to be homeless due to employment, but it's also going to assist female veterans and incarcerated veterans who are getting ready to be uh, re-entered into the, into population for lack of better terms. Mm-hmm. And they're going to assist them in getting a job.
0: That's fantastic. And and so is this going to be administered locally? Is it going to be administered out of Devon's?
1: So it'll be administered out of Devon's, but They it's going to cover the state of Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and I believe Vermont, southern Vermont. I believe, don't quote me on Vermont, but I believe.
0: How many veterans do you think you can help with 460 uh, 20 something thousand dollars? That's a lot of money.
1: Well, it's a lot of money, but don't forget, you have to staff the program, right? You know, and some of the money has to go. Some of these veterans may need uh, clothes, they may need uh, their car fixed, they mean they may need to have. interview skills, or or they may need to have a union card paid for. So that money is going to help that. That's fantastic.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, you also did a lot of work on CARES and helping the veterans get food during COVID. Can you talk about that a little? Uh, Yeah. we
1: CARES, tapped out, um, tapped to, they they gave me a call. Janet Natali is amazing. She's awesome. Um, She's awesome. And, um, you know, I needed a space to go. I needed some place to set up. And they put us in the back of the store that they were using. But I don't mean it to say it in a negative way, but the back of the store was actually perfect because the cars could actually drive up to the delivery door and we could load their car up with food. Right. And, um, but that program has since dwindled. So now we're moving on to homelessness.
0: And, and is there, is there something that picked up when, when cares dwindled, was there something that picked up, um, filled the gap for the veterans that are now not getting those uh food food boxes, food bags that you guys were giving out.
1: Yeah, it, they seemed to they opened it up to a lot of different agencies, so it was getting actually convoluted. It was actually getting flooded. So everywhere you go there was food being given out, which is a great thing. Don't get me wrong, it was a great thing. But it was it was better for us just to step back while those other agencies could serve a wider group. Right? Right. I mean, we were serving. We were doing 450 a week.
0: That's amazing. One day a week. That's yeah. amazing. So we really, we really do need to step it up a little bit, though, to try and get some more food boxes, food stuff for those veterans.
1: Yes. And but on top of that, it's also educating the veterans on where to go for services.
0: Right. I, I've I've found just from dealing with the homeless when we come across a, a homeless veteran. Um, in fact, you, you guys tried uh, when John was, uh, John Ratko was still alive. God rest him. Um, we had a guy that was going to House of Mercy all the time, and he was a veteran. And you guys, and he didn't know any of the benefits that was, were available to him. And we said, well, you're a veteran. You've got, you've got benefits coming to you, all kinds of benefits. He's like, no, no, but I've, I've been out for like 30 years, 40 years, I don't think. And, and you guys came down and, and brought him to, to Veterans Northeast when you were there. Um, and and took care of him, and he had no idea that he was available for any of this stuff. And that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges that you guys have, and those of you who are helping veterans, especially homeless veterans, they have no idea what's available to them.
1: That that's true, and and education is is huge. And what I mean by education is just we need to partner with non with with other agencies that are that are not really affiliated with veterans mm-hmm. but to let them know that hey if you have a veteran in your group pull them out and we can help them right so by us helping them it also frees up money for them to use on somebody else
0: right right well listen randy um do you have anything else you want to share with us as far as the uh francisco Urena or you want to promote anything with clear path for veterans uh, new england we love those guys and we definitely want to have them back i know they're shy about coming back but we would definitely want them back
1: no, they, which, there's just a lot of great things happening at ClearPath right now. Uh, between the new grant that they were just awarded, we got to meet with uh, uh, Congresswoman Tierney yesterday. Not Tierney. Oh, my God. Did I pronounce her name wrong? From uh, old.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, Glory Trahan. Trahan. Yes.
1: So, yes. She's an amazing woman. Um, but also, there's, if you go on the ClearPath for Veterans website, org. And uh, there's a lot of great things. There's a lot of great benefits on there. They have service doc program. They have um, they have all kinds of five uh, Ks and motorcycle runs. Everything to benefit veterans. And there's also some programs there that they have. They have uh, painting classes at night. They have yoga. They have um, tai chi. They just started. So it, it's a great program out of Devon's. But if there's a veteran that's in need, just Give you a call and we'll come right out
0: there. Yeah, absolutely. You can call me. You can email me. You can email Randy. You can find us on Facebook or anywhere else. We're more than happy to help. When can we get you in the studio? You're all an awfully busy guy. We tried to get you in today, but you're just too busy.
1: Well, this this thing is. Um, luckily, things are opening up right now. You know, people are getting healthier as you light up a cigarette.
2: <laughs>
1: <Right>. and, uh, <laughs> it is getting healthy right now. I'm working with um, IBEW out of Boston and assisting a veteran. And doing some work on their home because they were displaced. So we've actually been working with the unions and they're donating their their time and material to help this veteran out.
0: Well, I have to tell you, I don't say this often, but I do appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you do. I appreciate the sacrifice you made for your country. I know that sounds cliche, but I do. But I also appreciate the fact that when you, you know, we give out these, uh, uh, by the way, Randy Carter is a, a, a Hero Veteran Award winner from our uh, annual bash, I think maybe four or five years ago. And we give that award to veterans who did, did, didn't just go out and serve, but they came back and tried to help other veterans or have tried to help their community. And Randy is a recipient of that award. And I think there's only six or seven people that have gotten that award. Um, and I, I want you to know that, you know, we joke around a lot and and, uh, and I don't get a chance to say it, but I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. You're one of the people that I look to. Uh, whenever somebody needs something, and that says a lot.
1: Well, I, I appreciate that, Tom, and, and shout out to you for what you do. Um, you bring light to a lot of issues that are going on, not only in Merrimack Valley but nationwide, and that's huge because, again,
0: it's education.
1: Right, people don't know if they listen.
0: Right. Well, I appreciate that. Most people don't say nice things about me in public because you know they usually get a backlash from that. But uh, but I I,
1: I uh, I'm waiting for it. My phone's already right oh,
0: now. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it is. So listen, Randy Carter um, from now. What 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 group are you officially with now? Are you, are you officially yes. with ClearPath? Are you with somebody else helping them? I'm helping ClearPath for veterans. Okay. I'm
1: assisting ClearPath for veterans right now, but things are gonna change real soon. So.
0: Excellent. All right, well you're welcome anytime you want, even if you just want to come in and you know chat with us about the local news or whatever's going on. We love having you on. Well,
1: I, I gotta come in and meet your program manager.
0: Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. I'll send you I'll send you I'll send you a picture of Chrissy later on. It, it's I'm always it's here. all I can do not to flirt with her during the show. It's really it's really <laughs> pathetic, quite frankly. And
1: that's hard because I've never seen you not flirt. I've seen you flirt women with their husbands sitting right
0: there. I, I, I have flirted with 90 year old women in nursing homes, believe it or not, because it's just my nature. I love and women. They still turn, and even they turn you down. They do. They do. I had this little old lady at the one village one day and I said, Oh, you look so beautiful with your dress. Can, can I have a kiss? And she said, No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was I like All right, no well, I, for I, I can't win. I can't win no <laughs> matter what I do. Randy, thanks so much for zooming in. I appreciate it.
1: No worries. Take care, Tom. All Have a great day.
0: Thanks. We are waiting on uh, John McDonald uh, to zoom in. He is uh, a hero Air Force veteran, and I actually know John pretty well. He used to do a radio program on uh, on a Lowell radio station with me. He didn't do it with me. I did my show, but he also did his show on that station, so we crossed paths a lot, um, and he asked me to be an honorary Board member of Veterans assisting Veterans because of what we do in the Valley Patriot for Veterans and and what we do on the streets for homeless Veterans and I say we because I don't ever like to take credit because there are so many people in my network that are responsible for what we are able to accomplish. So if when you see me and I'm driving around in Lawrence and we've got those care packages and we're putting blankets on on homeless people that are sleeping on the streets. I really don't want people to think, sit there and think, "Wow, that Tom Duggan's a nice guy." Look at what he's doing, because in order for me to get to that corner to be able to put that blanket on top of that homeless person, it takes my ne- my the network of the Valley Patriot family to go out and get blankets and get food and put them in the care packages. Right. Um, Deb uh, Deb Carberry, who runs, lo- um, oh, and I'm going to think I can't remember uh, so- the Someone Cares care packages group. They have a group of about 150 people twice a year, get together at the Elks and Lawrence and they form an assembly line from all the things that have been donated and they stand there and they put one of each thing in the bag. So they put like a bottle of water, hand warmers, mittens, um, socks, uh, basic necessities, underarm, uh, maybe a feminine hygiene product for, for female, uh, female homeless people. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they're the ones that, these are the people that put it together. So I, I really don't want credit and I'm not looking for credit uh, when, when, when we used to go live and we were chasing police calls and we'd stop and we'd help a homeless person like on the way to a call or something, I always got emails from people saying, God, Tom, you're such a nice guy. We really appreciate what you're doing. Please don't do that. I, it, it, I'm the one delivering the services, but it takes 100 people behind me to actually get me to that corner to be able to deliver those services. And it's people like Deb Carberry and it's people like Carrie Wyland and uh, Mike Gorman at TMF and Sam Salib at TMF. And I could name 20 other people uh, including Jill Stackland, who's just amazing, um, to be able to go out and do those things. And I feel honored that I can do it. Um, now that I can't walk so much, I'm not doing it as much, but but we are still doing it. I'm still out Wednesday nights, and maybe at least one other night a week trying. I um, want to thank our sponsors while we're waiting for uh, John McDonald to uh, zoom in. Uh, McClennan Real Estate, Century 21 in Methuen, on Broadway in Methuen. Uh, we had Matt on the show a couple of times, and we're going to have him on again next month to talk about the real estate market. I mean, is it is it worth selling your house now while prices are still going up? Uh, is it worth buying a house now while prices are still going up? And he has answers to all those questions. Um, you should go on our YouTube channel, subscribe and like it and look down for the uh, shows that uh, that uh, Matt McLennan has been on to get the answers to some of those questions. Otherwise, you're gonna have to wait till next month. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, uh, we love... Everybody over at AFC Urgent Care in North Andover and Methuen, especially Lisa Williams, who's amazing. Uh, Marsha and Son Construction. You know, now's the time. It's nice out. People are thinking about going away for the summer. Now's the time to get uh, that new porch put on, the new addition to your house, get your roof fixed. Call Marsha and Son Construction. EIS Gun Training and Investigation Services. We love those guys. Borelli's Deli. Now, Borelli's Deli, where I always go after the show, as I try to pull it up here, Um Ha- would ask me to pass something along to you guys. They're looking for. Uh, they have help wanted. Remember, we said we we're going to do the help wanted. Mm-hmm. So I posted that we're going to do a help wanted at our cost, twenty five dollars for help wanted ad. I got exactly one response huh. from Borelli's Deli, and I said, "Look, I can't oh, even ta- I can't even take your money because you're already advertising with us. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to throw it in as for free yep. for for Don Smiriglio Um I've been saying it wrong for twenty years. I was told." Um, <laughs> And he has never even corrected me I call him Don Smerglio when, when I'm oh, standing with him And I'm yeah, introducing him and he doesn't even introduce So for 20 years I've been, I've been calling him So Don Smiraglio, Um He's looking for, he's got to help one Experienced sandwich maker and front end deli clerk needed Clerk, so he needs more than one um, So if, you're, if you know how to make sandwiches If you've worked at a sub shop before If you know how to be like a front end clerk Just to like run people sandwiches in When they're really busy at lunchtime uh, give Barelli's Deli a call, or you can email him at Barelli's Deli at com. Let's go back to our, our sponsors while we're waiting for John. Uh, we've got Angelo over there. I think this is Angelo's last uh, last week with us for a little oh, while.
1: Angelo oh, Angelo
0: over there. Angelo over there. It's a Auto Body. And I can tell you, I, I got hit when I was driving around Lawrence. I was actually live on Facebook, and someone T-boned me. I thought I was dead, quite frankly, because it spun the car around. I thought I was going to flip over. Um, uh, oh, wow. but I, I got out of the car and I looked and he, the guy took out both my passengers front door and back door Ooh. and I brought it to Angela and I literally had just bought the car like three or four weeks earlier, brand new car, brand new, uh, Jeep Patriot. And I brought it to Angela and I was crying. I said, I just bought this thing. There's no way you're going to be able to get this to what it was. I mean, I just bought it. And he said, Tom, no problem over there. We take care of you. You come back <laughs> maybe, maybe about a week and we'll, you, you'll be all set. No problem. So it took him about uh, maybe 10 days and I went back and I got my car and I was expecting for it not to look exactly perfect. And I was also expecting to just fluff it off and say, don't worry about it, Angelo. It's good. You did the best you could. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, it looks like it just came off the lot from the dealer. Like it was that good. So I, I, I never lie about my advertisers. If my advertisers provide a service, it's not that great. I'm not going to rave about them. I'm just going to promote them. Right. But I will, I will rave about the ones that do great work, and Angel is one of them. Also, uh, Teddy Fairburn, who is an attorney in Methuen, he does workers' compensation. If you've been hurt at work, if you got COVID at work, um, if, you, if you think you've got a workers' compensation claim, you should be calling Teddy Fairburn. Uh, in Methuen, and I think his number. When you see the, the scrolling thing in the front, it's there. Mm-hmm. HS Investigations. We get two investigation places in uh, uh, advertising with us. So
1: many things to investigate.
0: I know, and there are so. <laughs> you talk to some of these guys too, and they tell you some of the bizarre stories that people ask them to investigate. And and it really is. Uh, w- one person thought somebody was stealing from their from their company, and they hired him. They went in, and they found out that the guy that hired him actually stole the mo- was stealing the money. Oh wow! I was trying to put it off on someone else, um, which is kind of bizarre because the guy paying your check is the guy that ended up stealing the money. Uh, they got some great stories. Uh, uh, HS Investigations and Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Now I got a call from Dave Consoli. At Pleasant Valley Landscaping this morning, he said, "Tom, I know you're saying we're booking. uh, uh, We're not booking till July. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to tell you, we're not booking until next year now. Wow. He's booked through December. So when I was telling you two months ago, book your landscaping with uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping for July now." That was the time you should have been doing it. If you want something done this year, he did say that he'll take on small construction projects. Okay. Um, so starting in July, he will talk. He will take on some small construction projects, but as far as landscaping type stuff, he really can't do. He really can't do any of that. Uh, On the line, we have a good friend of mine. I think he's—I think he's still a good friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in a while, so I don't know. After COVID, so many people have blown up relationships during COVID. I can't tell (laughs) anymore. Um, But uh, but he's he's a hero Air Force veteran. He used to write for the Valley Patriot. He used to come on my radio show when I was on radio all the time before we transferred to podcast. And he is uh, the head. I think he's the head of, but I don't don't hold me to that. He's a member of. Veterans assisting veterans, which I am again honored to be a, an honorary member of that board. Uh, although they don't tell me when the meetings are, so I don't think they really want my input on that, but that's okay. Um, and, and John is circulating an online petition to Charlie Baker demanding an apology for the way hero Marine Francisco Urena was scapegoated for the deaths of 77 veterans at the old soldiers' home in Holyoke. John, how's that for an introduction?
2: It's quite an introduction. It's not all entirely accurate, but Tommy, the one thing you are accurate about is that we, you know what, we'll always be friends. We'll oh, well, always be friends. I love Tommy Duggan, so it it doesn't matter.
0: I you know? I appreciate that because most people will say that privately, but they won't say it publicly. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, hey, I look, at it. I've always said it publicly. You know that's the difference between me and a lot of people. But uh, um, yeah, I appreciate the I appreciate the uh, the uh, invitation today, Tom. Uh, You know, we have a very important issue before us, and I'm just glad that uh, an awful lot of people, uh, various publications throughout the entire state, including the Valley Patriot, uh, have uh, recognized that Francisco Urena was 100 percent used as a scapegoat. I'm glad that, uh, you know, the Boston Globe did spent over a thousand hours uh, of research and investigation to make the determination that Charlie that Charlie Baker did use Francisco as a scapegoat. And uh, I find it absolutely outrageous because as uh, Randy Cotter said, as you have said in previous shows, uh, there, are, there is nobody who exemplifies a um, person, a hero, a person uh, that uh, does more for his veterans, and I think the state of Massachusetts, if not the country, than Francisco Urena, He is the real deal. He is someone who, uh, you know, we all have a lot of stories about Francisco. But you know, I, because of my involvement with veterans, assisting veterans, assisting veterans through the years, you know, I am often called upon to, uh, as you help help out a veteran. Uh, you know, and those calls don't typically come nine to five. They come at two o'clock in the morning. They come at Sunday afternoon at three o'clock in the afternoon. uh, All the times when uh, most of the services uh, aren't available. And uh, the person I would always call is Francisco. And I can tell you that he would pick up the phone 100% of the time, no matter what the time, because he knew if I was calling, it was, I was calling because someone needed help.
0: Right. You know, by the way, that's not something to gloss over. In this business of politics, media type stuff, uh, especially when it comes to veterans, it's very hard to get people to pick up the phone, right? right? It's very hard to reach people, especially people in important positions of power. And you're right. Anytime I've called Francisco, he picks up on the second ring. And, and you know, and again, I don't call him that often. But when I do, he knows that it's, it's, it's for something, for somebody, for a veteran. And he always picks up the phone. And even when he got tapped as the Secretary of Veteran Services for the state and the Globe and the Herald and everybody else was trying to get a hold of him just for quotes about whatever stuff was going on at the time – uh, I had people calling me saying, geez, I can't get Francisco to call me call me back. Do you think he'll call me? And, I'll, and I'd call him and he'd pick up right away. So um, I'd call him back and say, if you're calling Francisco and he's not calling, where are you calling? They said, well, we're calling his office. I'm like, don't call his office. Call his cell phone. He'll pick it up. Right. And they'll call me back an hour later and go, oh, my God, I talked to Francisco for five minutes and he fixed my entire problem in under five minutes. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Here's a guy. He's the secretary <laughs> of veteran services for the entire state of Massachusetts. And he has made himself ultra accessible because he he, you know, he 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 didn't come in as a politician. He came in as a public servant. Right. And there was definitely a difference. You know, Charlie Baker. uh, And I'm speaking this. I, I say this in my own personal opinion, not representing veterans, assisting veterans in this particular capacity is a classic. Rotten politician. Who is willing if you're willing to throw an American war hero, a Purple Heart recipient, someone who every single day carries shrapnel in his face, who has spent a lifetime, adult lifetime, serving his fellow veterans. If you're willing to throw that individual under the bus, you are willing to throw anybody under the bus. You are willing to uh, take advantage of the best human being on the face of the earth, mm-hmm. and that's Charlie Baker. And, uh, and I know, you know that,
0: that that hurts you to say because I know that you campaigned very hard for Charlie. I know that you and I were at several very big ticket fundraising events. One in Middleton, I think, that was a very big. I couldn't yeah, afford the ticket. Yeah, you, yeah. I think, you paid for my ticket. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I remember you standing out in the corner holding signs in the rain. I remember you making phone calls and raising money yep. for him. So I yep. know, I know that this this is not like you're not just saying this
2: because you don't like Charlie.
0: You helped Charlie get where he is.
2: Yeah, we we uh, I met Charlie two years before he ran for governor the first time uh, we raised him a lot of money. Um, he sold us a pretty good bill of goods, uh, told us how much he would do for the veteran community. And he's he um, you know, he's he's he, he, he's failed us. And he's, uh, in my opinion, is a colossal failure of, of, as, as a governor uh, for the, not only the way he reacted handling the Holyoke Soldiers Home. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the subject everybody wants you to focus in on, the 76 deaths at the Holyoke Soldiers Home. But what they don't want you to look at is all of the colossal amount of um, misrepresentation, bad statements, a uh, poor mismanagement of all of the nursing homes across the state of Massachusetts, where hundreds upon hundreds of people have died. Right. And he used Francisco not only as a scapegoat for Holyoke, but used Francisco as a scapegoat for the entire issue. And I think that it's an absolutely horrendous act. Uh, it's something that is, uh, is 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 the worst thing you can do in my in in my book. And therefore, what now it's been identified because I see, I wrote about it a year ago when I was still writing for the Lowell Sun. I wrote it a year ago after Charlie Baker used him as a scapegoat. And I was probably the first person in the state that suggested that he should resign as a result of it. Wow. And I stood by that.
0: Even I haven't even I haven't called for that.
2: Yeah, I, I did. And I still still stand by it. But putting on my hat from a veterans assisting veterans standpoint and being their spokesman, because, you know, we represent a lot of, you know, veterans uh, on our board uh, and uh, on our honorary board that come from all different political backgrounds. And, you know, what we are trying to do from veterans assisting veterans is we are demanding that Charlie Baker publicly apologize. And we have joined a a lot of people in the state that, that feel it. So we put together a petition I encourage people to check out vetsassistingvets.com. That's vetsassistingvets.com. We have uh, a a link to the uh, change.org petition. Uh, We're up to close to 200 signatures, which isn't nearly enough. But uh, I will tell you, uh, we have electrified uh, the veteran community in the state of Massachusetts. We've been in almost every, we've been in a lot of publications across the state of Massachusetts, demanding that Charlie Baker apologize. And I think that uh, the one great thing that's come out of it is that uh, uh, Senator uh, Diane DeZoglio, uh has uh, uh, taken up the charge. Yeah, she know,
0: has. Yes. Listen, yeah. I, if yeah. I if I have a choice between betting on Diana DiZaglio's horse yeah. or Charlie Baker and anyone else's horse, I'm betting on Diana DiZaglio because the minute she decided to take this on, I said, well, you know what? Charlie's in big fucking trouble now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I was, you know, she, we, we were, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, we've known, I've known Diana since the day she got, before she got elected. And, uh, you know, we've, we, I wouldn't say we're, you know, we're best buddies or anything else, but we oh, pick up the phone periodically. We do talk about, and she picked up the phone Sunday morning and said, all right, I've been in budget all week. What in the hell is going on? I explained the whole thing, explained how this, this, this story unfolded, and. Uh, she says, "I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something big, seriously about it." And uh, and she has. And I got to tell you, um, she you know, she is somebody who uh, veterans can definitely uh, uh, count on. And you know, I'm 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 big with the uh, the Mass uh, GOP. I'm the co-chair also of the the newly formed uh, Mass GOP Veterans Coalition to try to organize veterans across the state. And I'm I'm pretty disappointed in uh, the, 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 elected leadership, the elected Republican leadership in the state of Massachusetts who have yet to, uh, uh, at least publicly, uh, come to the, uh, to the side of a, an American war hero Francisco Urana, because they know that he was used as a scapegoat. And yeah. I'm encouraging anyone who's watching this, who happens to have an elected Republican in their particular, uh, representing them in their district to call their office and say, Hey, you need to get on board with this. And also anyone who's listening needs to call Charlie Baker's office, sign the petition, but call Charlie Baker's office and demand a public apology because Francisco Urena not only took a, 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 a hit on his reputation unnecessarily, but he's taken a hit on his livelihood, yes. his ability to make a living. And I think that that is the, is, is one of the, the, the big shots, but you know, we need to help rectify that situation. And, you i I've, I've, I've been talking to Francisco on and off for, a, for well over a year. And, uh, we, you know, we've invited him to events that I've had at the place that I work, uh, and, uh, have stood side by side with very proud to be his friend. And, uh, I knew, and anyone knows who knows Francisco Urena knows the type of guy that he is.
1: Absolutely. knew
2: knew that he had nothing. I mean, matter of fact, it's quite the contrary. He tried to do something about it, but was shot down, right? Uh, by not only Baker but uh, Secretary Sutter's.
0: Yeah, she so. needs. She, I, I, she needs to go. I haven't called for her resignation yet, but that's coming next week in the Valley Patriot. One yeah. of the, you know, you, you are a Republican activist, so I, 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 def, I want to ask you a political question, if you don't mind. Sure. One of the things that has bothered me since the beginning of this, and Diana touched on it in her quote in the Valley Patriot yesterday, which the Tribune stole today, surprisingly. Um, She touched on it, and I'm really surprised, in a Democrat state like Massachusetts, where they are obsessed with race, everything's about race, somebody stubs their toe it's because of racism and 400 years of slavery, and here we have the first Latino Secretary of Veterans Services, and he's the guy that sent packing, the the, the kid from Lawrence is sent packing and blamed for the deaths of 76 or 77 deaths in, in a nursing home that he had no part in. And yet, his boss, who thwarted all of his efforts, and her aide, uh, Tasai, who also thwarted all of his efforts, the, 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 and Charlie Baker, who thwarted his efforts, the three white people of privilege, who have tons of money and tons of privilege, sat, sat back and blamed the Latino kid from Lawrence. And I'm looking at like the Globe story, and they did an amazing job. Don't get me wrong. I give them kudos for the job they did. But I'm looking for it, and I'm looking for, where's the race angle in all of this? Like, somebody stubs their toe in the Boston Globe, and it's, and it's racism. I'm, I'm really surprised that nobody has said those evil white Republicans of privilege are picking on another, another minority. Because when I look at it, and I'm the last guy to cry racism about anything. I think most of that stuff is just bullshit. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at this, I thought, well, wait a minute. The Latino kid from Lawrence gets blamed and sent packing? And, and and Mary Lou Sutters and Tasai and Baker and everybody else that was involved other than the superintendent, none of them are paying a price. They all have their jobs. I mean the, to me that
2: I, I think Tommy, you, you you hit you hit the nail on the head is it's not only the, 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 the Latino kid, it's the you know, it's the it's the kid that's come up from his bootstraps, and that's anybody from, you know, Lowell, Lawrence, uh, you know, that didn't come to the Baker administration with, with, with an Ivy league diploma in their mouth, right. Uh, They're going to use these people, uh, you know, it's a class thing too. They used, they're using the the, the kid that didn't have that Ivy league diploma in his mouth. And they would have used any one of us who had been in that position. And it, and it is sad that, 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 you know, and and look at being a veteran of the United States military, having gone through, you know, the basic, tra- basic training. And, and, and I've said numerous times that I believe that the United States military is the greatest unit racial unifier in the history of the world, because, you know, we, we, we go in from all different backgrounds, different creeds, different college, you know, what and we all come out, uh, red bleeding, red, white, and blue. Right. And, and, you know, I guess it's racist to say that you're colorblind these days, but we literally came out colorblind. I mean, I served with guys who were, came from Compton, California, inner-city gang members, and you know, Latino gang members, and and I'm John McDonald from Chelmsford, Massachusetts, who you know was a Cub Scout, right? And we right. all blended in, right? right? And 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 we all, you know, we all went to you know when we were called, my group called the Desert Storm. We all went to Desert Storm, and we weren't. Really, We weren't talking about race. We weren't talking about, you know, I mean, we just didn't, I I guess we just didn't look at it that way. Well, when you have to, when you have to, when you have to
0: depend on the guy next to you to save your life in a split second, you're not thinking about the color of his skin. You guys are all brothers, right?
2: No, because we all had the same living quarters. We all did the same things. We, you know, we, 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 we hung out in the same places. Uh, you know, we were, we were brothers, right? right? I mean, right. particularly in the fire department, right? We, we, it was even more of that, you know, and, and you go across fire departments across the country and, you know, people come from all different races and backgrounds and, and it's, and it's brotherhood, right? right. And, and, so, and all right, brotherhood and sisterhood. Cause we have female firefighters as well. So yeah, I, I, I think it's outrageous that, uh, that, that, they used Francisco because they knew the type of guy that he was. They knew that he was a Marine. They knew that he was big on
0: following orders,
2: following orders right. and everything else. And they knew that he would take the hit. Right. That's why they chose him. Well, they picked most insidious about
0: it. Right. But hey, well, you know what? They picked the wrong guy. They, did. they picked the they wrong did. guy because now there's a backlash and I'm going to make sure that I keep talking about it and I keep writing about it. How, yeah. how, how, does, how do people find your petition? And I'll post it on my page, but how do people find your petition to sign it? And is there a number there for people that, that people can call Charlie Baker's office and demand an apology?
2: I don't, there's not a number for Charlie Baker's office, but there's plenty of places to find it. I mean, just, you just, just, just Google just, it, just Google it. But it, as far as the petition goes, I encourage people again, it's vetsassistingvets.com assisting. right on our homepage. You see the petition, you click on it, goes right there, sign up. Um, also, you can, we have a Facebook presence, veterans, assisting veterans, Facebook page. We have a group page, which is friends of assist veterans, assisting veterans. And, um, you know, there's a lot of places in which you can find it, and I've been blasting it out to every group, every place that you can think of. Um, we had a um, letter to the editor, which Tommy, I, I, you know, mm. you, when people write a letter to the Valley Patriot, you let it get published. No matter what they're pointing Right,
0: out. word for word. You
2: must realize how difficult it is to get a letter to the editor published in the Boston Globe. Right. Well, we got one because of the magnitude of 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 the issue. And I'm no one's more shocked than I was. Right. And uh, but uh, the, the the Globe really presented this in, and I think in a really fair way. So there, there's a lot of articles out there, a lot of stuff. But go to the petition, sign it, call the governor's office. Uh, call Diana DeSaglio's office. Tell her that you support her letter, in mm-hmm. order to get Charlie Baker to the State House right. and make him testify and a- have the question asked. For anyone There's- listening or watching, sorry. The uh, the website is in our description, so you can go straight there and uh, click the link, and it'll take you straight to the website right. so you can sign the petition. Yes, thank you, thank you. And and let me tell you, I um I I, I really hope that people will continue to light the fire on this. They will continue to demand that Francisco Urena that, that, that there's an apology given to him public apology. So this 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 great American can regain uh his uh his his public reputation outside of these you know Lawrence lowell borders and uh gain back an opportunity to uh, get his you know his livelihood again uh, so he can support uh, himself and his family and uh, let's just do what's right here. Uh, you know, and, and, and we have to, we have to keep challenging Charlie Baker because you know what he, it's been 13 days, Tom, and I'm doing a countdown every day on Facebook. Excellent 13 days. Like we did with Elizabeth Warren. I love yeah, it. I love Warren, it. Right. It was 113 days before she responded. I'm hoping that Charlie Baker won't be just like Elizabeth Warren in this because he's a lot like her in a lot of other things. But if he's not like her in this and responds and gives Francisco Urena that public apology that he deserves.
0: He does deserve it. For, uh, John McDonald, I, I, I hate the fact that we have to go because I could, can we, can, can we get you on again as things develop because you're a great voice love, for the veterans.
2: Love, love, love to. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk about not only the petition and getting the petition signed to talk about veterans, assisting veterans and, and Tom, uh, we are proud to have you as an honorary board member, and I will tell you we haven't had an honorary board member meeting in quite a long time with COVID and everything else. But when we do, you'll be the first to know.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you, John.
2: Thank you. Have a great day.
0: All right, John McDonald, hero Air Force veteran, um, head of, uh, runs. Uh, he's the spokesman for veterans, assisting veterans. One thing that I, I know we're over time. But there's one more thing I, I really want to squeeze into this. Um, the Two things. There, there was a report, the report that I mentioned that Linda Campbell, that report is online and uh, I will post it again in the comments on this show. Um, also, I called a number of legislators over the last couple of days, local legislators who know Francisco and have worked for Francisco, and those goddamn cowards took a walk on me, would not comment. And I'm even going to tell you who one of them is, Barry Feingold. I sent an email to Barry Feingold. Usually we're on other sides of things. I sent him an email and said, I know we're usually on opposite sides of stuff, so you don't give me a quote because you think it's a gotcha question that I'm going to ask. But I'm just asking you about Francisco. You've worked with him. You know him. You know he was scapegoated now because of the legislative report. Would you like to give me a quote for next week's story for the next week's Valley Patriot? He took a walk. He had no comment. Shame on you, Barry. I, I, I will, I've always liked Barry as a person. I don't like his politics, but I've always liked him as a person. He's a nice guy. He's actually a pretty nice guy. I mean, he's easy to talk to. But I'm very disappointed that you took a walk on Francisco. You've got a chance now to try and help Francisco make it right, especially since you know Francisco, and you know him, and you took a walk. And by the way, that, that message is not just for Barry. I talked to three other state legislators, state representatives in the Merrimack Valley who also took a walk. And I'm not going to give you their name because I'm still trying to convince them to change their mind to give me a quote and to go on the record. Asking for uh, uh, an apology for Francisco Urena, so I'm not going to give their names. I know Barry's not changing his mind, so that's why I'm going to tell you Barry's name. But come next week after the paper's out, if I can't convince those other legislators, one's a Republican, very, very disappointed. if, if we don't have quotes from them, I'm going to tell you who they are That they took a walk on Francisco um, You can roll that up, Chrissy Thank you, Chrissy, for uh, being a fine, fine producer today She actually did this on the fly She had no idea, I had people zooming in She had no idea what the topics were when I walked in today And she did a great job uh, uh, on the fly So, so I appreciate that I want to thank McLennan Real Estate Century 21 In Methuen on Broadway AFC Urgent Care in Methuen and North Andover EIS Investigation and Gun Training out of Methuen That's the place you want to go Barelli's Deli. They're looking for help uh, with sandwich makers and uh, clerks to ring people out. Um, I'm going to be going there after here because I'm going to get my meats. Angelo over there at AM Auto Body. Teddy Fairburn, workers' compensation attorney. Oh, we missed at the beginning of the show. Tomo's and Happy Crab. We're going to be going to Tomo's and Happy, Happy Crab. Crab again this week for those scallops.
2: I went to Happy Crab last week. It was good.
0: Uh, uh, HS Investigation Services and Pleasant Valley Landscaping. You want to book now for January... And I mean it when I say January, unless you have a small construction job, you'll take that starting in July. I want to thank Randy Carter for zooming in and John McDonald. We could have done a three hour show today with those two. But Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already.